Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to episode 65, Indoor Gross Motor Ideas. As preschool teachers, we know the amazingness that is outdoor play, the fresh air, the movement, the unstructured play. But when winter or maybe even just rain puts a halt to outdoor play, it can leave both our children and us teachers in a cooped up and cranky state. So today I want to share with you some indoor gross motor ideas. Some of them I've done in my classroom, but many are shared from fellow teachers from our lovely preschool teachers Facebook group. Just because the outdoors is off limits doesn't mean we shouldn't be providing time and space for gross motor movement. Gross motor movement, it's a vital outlet for those pent up energy. If the kids are being crazy, it's definitely time to throw in some gross motor movement, even if we have to stay indoors. Plus the benefits outside of, you know, not pulling out your own hair to daily movement is big from improving balance and coordination to lowering stress, boosting mood, movement's where it's at. So it's a no wonder that brain breaks became such a big thing because the research is telling us that movement directly impacts brain stimulation, not to mention how it can help children better self-regulate when you are needing them to sit and listen. So don't skip the gross motor movement just because outdoor time is off the table because it is so important. Now let's jump in to some ideas because sometimes we want that play to be open-ended, but other times we need it to be a little bit more structured based on how much room that the kids have to move. And we also like to just switch things up, right? Have different ideas, different games, different activities. So they are one, not getting bored. And two are really working different gross motor skills throughout that time that you are spending indoors. Let's start with the activity ideas from our preschool teachers inside the lovely preschool teachers Facebook group. Trisha suggests creating an obstacle course using chairs, stepping stones, pillows, rug spots, absolutely love this idea. We do this with some of the materials that we have as well. We have some hula hoops. We have them jump through. We have um, like a hopscotch mat that we have them do. But I love the idea of them going under things as well. So using chairs is a great thing to have them go under, just creating this fun obstacle course to help them go through and use different gross motor muscles while also having a lot of fun and getting some energy out. So thank you, Trisha, for that idea. Colleen contributed an idea for an indoor snowball fight. 
absolutely love this. We've done this two different ways ourselves. One was using actual, you know, just snowballs that you can buy on Amazon that are just soft and plushy, or we've just used paper and had them wadded up, which is a great fine motor, and then tossing them that way. So just another way to bring in some movement and fun with an indoor snowball fight. Thank you, Colleen. Amy from the Facebook group actually shared a video of this activity inside the Facebook group, and it's a grab and run game. It looks so much fun. You, She had Christmas bows like at the end of a hallway, and the children ran down and used a grabber to grab a Christmas bow and bring it back to the starting point, and then another child has a turn. And so the grabber was like those grabbers that you might use to pick up trash, but they're kid-sized. So those look so super fun. I found them on Amazon. So we're going to give this a whirl too. And I was thinking if you don't use Christmas bows, you could definitely use fabric snowballs or even just paper snowballs and they can bring them back and like put them in a basket or something and then give another child a turn to run down the hall, use that grabber and run back. Just a really fun way to get them moving while also bringing in another engaging tool like a grabber. So thank you, Amy. Our next idea comes from Ramona, and this is more of a structured game, but I feel like you could also keep it pretty open-ended if you wanted to. She uses a tunnel, and the children go through the tunnel in a circle, and she plays music, and when the music stops, whoever's in the tunnel is out of the game, but those kids become cheerleaders on the sidelines for their friends that are left in the game. It's definitely a little bit more structured, and if you have a class that's really you know, having a hard time with winning and losing, you may just um, play this but not have them come out. But I think it's a great idea to become a cheerleader on the sidelines because not only are they encouraging their friends, if you grab some pom-poms, how fun would that be for them to be a cheerleader and be out? Like it wouldn't even feel like a punishment, I don't feel like. So great idea, Ramona. I love the idea of using that tunnel because they're really having to crawl and then stand back up, run around, get back down, crawl. Great energy getter outer. (laughs) Jackie shared the idea of flashlight hide and seek. And I don't know why I didn't think of this because I played this as a kid all the time. And it sounds so fantastic. Get in some flashlights going somewhere dark and using a flashlight to play hide and seek. Like how fun is that? That is super engaging. And I can just hear the little giggles now playing this fun game. So thank you, Jackie, for that. Pat suggested stepping stones. And I have to totally agree that just by themselves set up in a circle, you would be shocked at how long they'll do this if you haven't used them before. There's something very inviting about a stepping stone. And not only are they working on balance and coordination, it is very engaging to them, whether you think it would be or not. And we like to set ours up in a circle. And then, of course, we also get to work on being patient and helping our friends and, you know, all those things that go into working together when you're all just using the same stepping stones in a circle. So, yeah, don't count out just stepping stones. Thank you, Pat. And then Laura suggested the freeze dance, which If you haven't done the freeze dance, it's always super simple fun that they absolutely love. So crank that music up, get the freeze dance going. 
There's lots of songs out there. And that is one of the ways that we like to bring in a lot of movement as well, is finding songs that have them do some movement already baked in, because not only are they loving that musical side of it, they are also listening to follow directions. And Freeze Dance is definitely one of those. So super fun too. Thank you, Laura. Our last idea from the teachers of the Lovely Preschool Teachers Facebook group is from Vicki. She says, dancing with scarves, absolutely, and playing with balloons. We have done this as well, Vicki, and it is awesome. She did have a tip, though, that also helps them with name recognition. She writes each child's name on a balloon, and then when the kids are hitting them around, then once you're done, they have to find their name. So great name recognition there as well, which I love. This is so fun. They absolutely love playing with balloons. You do not need helium. You obviously don't want helium. You just want regular air in there. We have a balloon blower upper from Amazon, which makes this so super fast that we can do it real quick, have names on, tie them off, give them to the kiddos and Go somewhere with a high ceiling, if at all possible, and pop these balloons in the air. Love that they're working on hand-eye coordination. I also love that they are just having fun while moving their body. So thank you, Vicki. All right, next up, I was going to share just a couple ideas that we do with our classes as well. One is to put out a tumbling mat for children to log roll and do their own little tricks on. We make sure that they take off their shoes and they only keep their shoes off for this activity. We have them put them on elsewhere, but we love that this allows them that freedom to kind of move their body in a way that is protected by this mat, but we also make sure that they're being safe. Like if they're trying to roll, that they are tucking their head correctly. We also make sure that they understand how to go to the end of the line when waiting to get on the mat. Now, the first couple times we do this, it's a little chaotic and we have to really guide them to the end of the line, but it keeps it safe so that nobody's, you know, comes crashing on the mat while someone else is using it. And we teach them that you don't go until that person is off the mat. That way we make sure to keep it very safe. We also have flat scooters for children to use. Um, you might be familiar with these from your time in elementary school. I know that we loved like scooter day, but they're just like flat, square. They have handles for little rollers. They love these, but we have very strong expectations around them because they can get hurt pretty easily on them. So we only let them use these scooters when they're sitting on their bottoms Many times fingers will get squished or children get really dangerous with scooters when allowed to use their knees or their belly, like they'll put their hands on the handles, run, and then jump onto it, crash into a whole bunch of other kids because they're not watching where they're going. So we love these scooters, but we also have very high expectations for when they're using them because they can be a little bit more dangerous. But them sitting on their bottom makes them have to problem solve how they're going to move it. I also love that these scooters will hook together with other scooters. So we will find them hooking up and working together as a team to get the scooter to move. Lots of great problem solving with that and also using a lot of gross motor muscles to try to get the scooter where they want it to go. We also love busting out our big parachute and playing simple parachute games. We generally do this with another class because our parachute's pretty big and we need 
basically double the children. So we have about 20 children, 22 children around the parachute. And we play simple parachute games, just counting and having them go up and down and shake to try to get, you know, maybe a little snowball or a paper snowball or bean bags off of the parachute. We also do it where we bring it up high and then try to sit on it, make a bubble. All of these things are wonderful for working together, wonderful for following directions, but it's also very hard on you. Like I find myself tired after doing the parachute with the kids because it's a lot of up and down and pulling and really using some of those great arm and leg muscles. So obviously we have some discussions before we use it of how we use it, what our expectations are, and that way things don't get out of control and crazy, that we can use it in a fun way and that it's not kind of being ruined by them just taking it over the top. A classic game that we have taught our students is Duck, Duck, Goose. I am amazed at how much they love this game. We make sure that everyone has a turn and um, me and another teacher play as well. So that, of course, always ups the fun when they see their teacher running around the circle. But um, this is just, you know, an old time game that we have taught them and they absolutely adore it. We teach them how to play it safely, keeping their hands in their laps, their fingers don't get stepped on, and we make sure that everybody has a turn. And this is definitely one that they want to play over and over again. We also play a target game where we hang paper targets on the wall. So I'll just take like a piece of construction paper and write like a number on it. And we hang those all over the wall. And then I'll put a line of tape on the floor that they have to stand behind and they can throw snowballs or bean bags or whatever you have at the targets and try to hit the targets. This is very fun as well. Another thing to use painter's tape for is on the floor to make balance beams for them to walk on. They can be straight lines or wavy lines or zigzag lines. That is another great way for them to work on balance and it's safe because they're not up on a balance beam and it's fun. And last, we really like to offer some time for unstructured play indoors. We are blessed enough to have a large open space for free play. So while structured play is often necessary for indoor spaces, if you have the opportunity or a place where you can allow children to run to play their own games in a large open space that makes it safe enough that they're not going to be constantly running into each other. That is also another great thing because they're making up their own games. They're really moving their bodies in ways that they want to. And I love to give them that unstructured time because it's much like the outdoor time that they would get when it's not structured, when we go outside and play on the playground. So I like to try to give them some of that indoors. And again, we're blessed enough to be able to have that open space. So if you are, try using it just for some unstructured time. Obviously, it's indoors. So there's going to be some things in there that we have to make sure that they understand the rules and what your expectations are. But giving them a little bit of that freedom to have that time to kind of do their own thing. Last, I wanted to share some gross motor toys that we have used and that we love. Honestly, you don't need a whole lot to get kids up and moving, but if you have some budget or are looking for some new gross motor toy ideas, 
Here are some for you. So the first one is called the Go Wheelie. It's basically a small steering wheel on a stick, and on the end of the stick is a wheel. And when you turn the steering wheel, the wheel turns. But they're using this while standing up. So it's not like a sit down. It doesn't have anything you pedal. It is honestly just a steering wheel on a stick with a wheel at the bottom. They absolutely adore these. We don't have enough for everyone, so we have to take turns. And I usually have to set a timer because that's how well-loved these things are. They're great for hand-eye coordination and they work great together with like obstacle courses. Like if you put the painter's tape on the floor and have them drive their little car over it, great balance there as well. The only thing we've noticed with these are they'll want to lift them in the air and sometimes that becomes dangerous. So our one really big rule with these is that the wheel has to stay on the ground or they're done with it. So super fun needs a little redirection when they get a little too wild with them, but they absolutely love these little goat wheelies. We also have foam pogo jumpers and it's like supposed to be like a pogo stick, but it's like a foam base and they put their feet on it. And then there's like a bungee cord type thing that comes up to the handle. And so they have to hold onto the handle, put their feet on this foam thing and jump. And then when they jump, it makes the squeaking sound. It takes a lot of practice and some of them can really do it well and others have to practice a lot before they get the hang of it. But it is great for coordination, great for problem solving. And once they get it, you know, they just light up like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. So those are another fun thing that we like to do is the foam pogo jumpers. We also like using step logs. So basically they're like stepping stones, but longer and they have string in between them. So they're kind of, they're kind of stretched out. So instead of just like a big long balance beam, they are having to kind of skip over to the stepping stone and walk along it. And they store so much better because they'll stack together versus a balance beam that, you know, you just have to store the big old thing. So if you're looking for something that's similar to a balance beam that's low enough to the ground, step logs are a great choice. We also love hopper balls. They're just like the ones, you know, old school hopper balls from our childhood where you just blow up the ball, they have a handle on them, they sit, hold on to the handle and hop around with them, get lots of extra energy out with those. Also can steppers. They're basically like old school, like used to use an old soup can and string, but obviously the old soup cans can be not very safe. So they make these plastic ones with a little bit of grip on them and they step into the can steppers and they hold strings with their hands and try to walk and really work on that balance and that coordination with can steppers. Those are very fun as well. And as mentioned before, we love a good tumbling mat. We also love flat scooters and tunnels. Just make sure that students understand your expectations for these things so that they can be used safely and you aren't pulling your hair out trying to make sure that they're staying safe. The last toy that we love is called the Joey Jump Beanbag Game. It's almost like this long lever and they put a beanbag on one end and then on the other end, they step on it and it sends that beanbag flying through the air. Really fun to play in pairs because one person will pop that beanbag into the air, the other will go and try to catch it. This is a 
also a great one to learn about levers and to problem solve because it doesn't always work depending on where they put the beanbag and how hard they step. So I love this for both science and gross motor mixed together. All right, there you have it. I'm hoping you were able to get some new ideas for when you're cooped up inside and wanting to make sure your littles get lots of movement in. Whatever it is you choose to do with those little cooped up preschoolers, just be sure you're helping them get those gross motor muscles moving. If you have an idea that you would love to share for indoor gross motor time, I would love you to come share it in the Lovely Preschool Teachers Facebook group. I'll put a link to the gross motor ideas post in the show notes, and you can find the show notes at lovelycommotion.com slash episode 65. I look forward to hearing from you, and I'm wishing you a fabulous rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.